0: You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at RareDrop.co. Hey, everybody. What's up? It's Broman. Welcome to Ask Broman episode 62. What? It's crazy. It's 62. Very exciting. Uh, this is another episode ripped straight from Twitter. Uh, I've been reading through the questions over the past day. Uh, there's a lot of questions about work-life balance. Uh, there's a lot of questions about growing. And there's a lot of questions about plateaus. Uh, so we're probably going to be discussing all of those things. If, if that's something where uh, you know, if that's where you're at right now in your head, uh, if you're working on something and you can't get anywhere, or you're trying to figure out how to how to jumpstart, how to get that first movement in your engine, I think this is going to be a good episode for you. So let's get right into it. Uh, this is from Eric. Eric says, "I work a full time job. I have a wife and a kid. Uh, I started." streaming and i attained affiliate status which is a uh, low level of monetization on twitch uh however some days i'm absolutely drained my heart tells me to stream uh, i know i'm making uh businesses uh, and it requires immense sacrifice so i listen to my body or my heart uh i mean i think you already know the answer if you have uh something that's tugging at your heart like at your soul your core um that's that's passion right like that's the most real and physical example of passion i can ever give uh that's how i felt when i started streaming on twitch like my heart was constantly like my body was being pulled towards my my computer to start streaming and interacting with people um you will be surprised how much energy you get from following your passion sometimes it sucks sometimes you'll stare at everything just thinking how the fuck do i hit the start button but every single time you do that you will be surprised how much energy you get You're building self-discipline You'll become more and more proud of what you can do Every day um, I think that it's important I think that it's important In, in a lot of ways To, to realize That uh, the long journey Starts inside yourself It starts with that Self-discipline That self-love of saying I'm going to do what I'm passionate about every day Um, so Eric, you've got the answer right there in your question. I appreciate you. Uh, I understand having a full-time job, a wife and a kid is intense, but there are other people who've got full-time jobs, wives and kids that have made it and you can make it too. Just follow that passion, bro. Uh, let's go on to the next one. There's a lot of silly questions too. Um, so it's going to take a minute. Um, To find the legitimate and serious ones. We'll answer this one. How many oranges does it take to make a person orange? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) How rich are you really? Um, That's a good question. Uh, I have as much money as I have. Um, But I am incredibly rich in friends and passion, which is what really, really counts. Um, Cameron Anderson asks, what are the wobblers and how can I find a group like this to help me? So uh, the Wobblers is my Twitch team. Uh, It's not something that we do activities with often, but it is absolutely something that I think is essential to growing. So when we founded the the team, our team, the goal was to find 10 people because that's how many people fit on one Twitch page. Find 10 people that were kind of of the same mindset, same ilk. And put them all together and support each other uh, help all of us sort of climb out of, you know, the, the, the doldrums or whatever, and, and get more relevance on Twitch, more attention. We did that by uh, building an auto hosting bot before Twitch had built in auto hosting. Um, we had a bot called wobbler bot that would pass hosts between our channels. So we were literally first to market with something that Twitch internally developed, but it, we built it first. So that was a big thing for us. Um, And it only, it hosted us. It had like an algorithm built into it. Uh, But we did that because we believed in each other. So you can find a group like that by going out into, you know, the universe of your streams and finding the people that are of similar mind to you uh, who approach streaming the same way you do. That are different enough in entertainment style. So you're not stepping on each other's toes and working together, collaborating, you know, however is best. Whether that's putting each other on your auto hosts, uh, whether that's playing games together, whether that's, you know, doing big team activities like raids together. It's up to you. Uh, But the first thing you've got to do is go out and you have to find that network. And you find that by going and being part of other people's communities selflessly. Dominator. Dominator asks, how do you balance your ambition to grow and work on projects with spending quality time with your wife? Uh, I've been trying to find ways to have quality, not quantity time in our relationship. Um, I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you that, that right now balance is really fucked up for me. Uh, This has been the busiest month of, of, uh, of my career, probably in five years. Uh, In the past month, I've gone to Canada, New York, twice, Boston, and I'm about to go to Memphis. Uh, It's like I think a total of 15 days away from my my home this month, which uh, is unmatched except for my wedding and honeymoon. But that was all time spent with her. Um, I think that finding the things that you both really, really love and then not compromising on that is important. Uh, And then inside of that, being able to turn the switch off for me this month, it's been really hard to turn off the switch because I'm always on work mode, you know greasing up that switch, you know, there's always a place to grow. Um, So I find that doing those things that we really care about. And for us, it's like sitting down on the couch and watching a couple hours of TV together, laughing about the show, like focusing on each other, talking back and forth. You know, that's really, really high quality time for us. Um, I think that, you know, sitting down and, and breaking it out, like what are the things we really, really just love doing together and making sure that those are the things that, Do not get compromised, um, you know, in the relationship over time. Usually, and I, I, I don't like to go too far into this, but usually you can find those high quality activities because it's stuff you already do. And if you really focus on each other during that time, you'll be all right. Obviously, if that's all the time you're getting together over extended periods of time, you'll need to take some time to reconnect uh, and and that's important. Uh, But knowing how to sort of maintain uh, that, that pattern of existence, no matter how busy or crazy things get in your relationship is so key. So that's how I would identify quality, you know, making, and then obviously make sure you can turn off and stay focused on the other person during that. Um, Joe asks, as a broadcaster became affiliated a month ago, what are some tips on balancing the monetary side of streams? As someone who's goal-oriented, what are some things I can practice daily to help me reach my next goal, which is partnership? I mean, reaching your next goal is streaming every day, spending an hour hour to two hours in other people's chats every day, adding value to those chat rooms so people understand who you are, what you're about, and being a bigger part of the Twitch community as a whole. But um, I'm going to focus on your money question because the how to grow and very goal, goal oriented, like that's every other fucking podcast I've done, <laughs> um, you know, but definitely focus. On, if your goal is partnership, you have to expand your network, which means you need to go selflessly give and be involved in other people's communities without expecting anything in return. Um, but dealing with the money side of streaming, uh, you are an independent contractor. I don't know your financial situation so I can't speak directly to it nor am I a CPA but um the recommendation that has helped me weather pretty much any income based storm is save 30 to 40% of all of the income that you make off of streaming to make it really simple if you made $100,000 a year on streaming you should have saved $40,000 for taxes um you know if you made 50 you should have saved $20,000 for taxes. Uh, that'll usually keep you safe. Um, I don't 100% know your situation, but that's my recommendation. Four, 40 cents of every dollar you should save for taxes. Um, also, don't call tips donations. They're not donations. This lawsuit hasn't happened yet, but you know, with the way Twitch is accelerating and gaining more attention, it's only a matter of time before a charity takes... Notice and bother of the fact that everybody on Twitch is calling things donations that are not donations. They are tips for a service rendered. Um, Donations indicate that you are giving money uh, to a charity and it's tax deductible. Uh, No broadcaster on Twitch is a charity unless they are actually, you know, a website or a charitable organization that happens to be streaming. Uh, So I started calling everything tips three years ago. I would recommend you do it now as well. Um, But yeah, that the same money, everything, all of that money counts as income that you are earning as an independent contractor, which means all of that is money. You should be saving 40 cents to 30 to 40 cents of every dollar um, that you earn and putting it away for taxes. That Vanguard says any advice for staying motivated with streaming? If you haven't had a whole lot of support or understanding for your family, I mean, uh, the fact that my family didn't understand or support my move as a broadcaster to, to go full time when things were sort of accelerating for me was like jet fuel to me. I said, OK, cool. I won't talk to you until I'm done. Like until this succeeds or fails, our relationship is over. <laughs> it's a harsh way of doing it. But yeah, I like I stopped talking to my family. That might not be a position that you're in, but the whole idea behind this is you do not have time when you are focusing on your dream to listen to negative voices and it'll play out you'll have a year two years you'll understand the direction things are going my relationship with my family is now better than it ever has been but I had to take a a short-term sacrifice to get things to the place that they are right now Um, if it's your dream if your family if people aren't supporting you support yourself and stop listening to them stop listening just stop because for one reason or another you know they might be just being your they might be being your parents like that's what my dad did he he had to say he was concerned because that's the thing he doesn't want to see me get hurt i get it but at the end of the day i can't live my life under someone else's rules neither can you um so even if your family doesn't support you Um, directly trying this, that's fine. Most people's family don't support them starting a small business or going off to become an artist or a musician or whatever. Nobody's family supports that until it's incredibly successful. Like 90% of people have that story. So don't worry about it. Focus on you. um, and, And use that doubt as, you know, jet fuel to push you into where you want to go instead of letting it slow you down. Um... Uh, Danny K TV asks What does discoverability mean In terms of Twitch um, I get it in terms of YouTube, Twitter, etc I can never understand what it means on Twitch uh, Discoverability on Twitch is, is basically a meritocracy You are either on top of the pile Or you're somewhere Underneath the top of the pile uh, Discoverability on Twitch is not Algorithmic, which is the way it is Everywhere else it is based off of your directory ranking which means if you have the most viewers people are most likely to find you the less viewers you have the less likely people are to find you so that's how discovery works on uh, discoverability works on twitch currently um i have tweaks that i've recommended to the system uh, to the people in the, the system on twitch uh for a, a whole lot of reasons but i think that Right now, like, that's how it functions. There are some things that they could do better, but ultimately that's the framework that you have to work inside of, and it's 100% your ability and responsibility to learn how to navigate that. Uh, Nicholas asks, Is there an audio program you would recommend to someone using a USB mic? Uh, Voice meter banana is fantastic. So to set that up, you'll need to download something called virtual audio cables, which is just like audio rigging. Inputs and outputs inside of your computer and run your microphone through that, and then have OBS listen to virtual uh, uh, <laughs> uh, through uh, banana. I can't even remember what I just said. Yeah, yeah, virtual audio banana is that what it's called? Dude, I'm 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 dragging, but basically inside of that soft voice meter, voice meter, that's right, voice meter banana. Um. It's free, it's free software, you can use you know, compression, you can do audio tweaks, you can do EQ tweaks in there. Um, you can do everything that a basic mixing board is gonna be able to do, but you'll be able to do it in almost real time on the software side. So I'd recommend downloading those two things and setting them up, they're free. Just Google, how do I set up voice meter banana and then follow the instructions. And then obviously you're gonna wanna learn more about live audio, so you'll need to Google, how do I make live vocal audio sound great? And read the first five articles there. That's how I learned. um, And it's really great. You'll retain that information forever. And you'll be able to take every microphone. Not just your blue Yeti. And make it sound fantastic. Because you'll know how to make it sound good. Light quiver. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how there's so philosophical questions in here. Are there colors as I see them the same colors as you see? Are my blue and your blue the same blue? Uh, philosophically and culturally, we all agree on what colors are. So I'd say yes. Um, Marajichu asks, how do you react when a viewer or regular starts to talk about their stream constantly without asking you first? Even if it's not bad intentions, uh, it sucks that the whole stream is about their stream for like 30 minutes. Uh, you have two options. You can do what I do, which is say, shut the fuck up about your stream. This is This is my stream. This is here. We're here to watch my show. Don't promote your party in the middle of my party. Um, or uh, a more light touch approach would be to contact them in private and say, hey, listen, I'm really excited that you started streaming. That's great. But you are taking over my content and being disrespectful to me by talking about it and promoting yourself as much as you are in my chat room. Uh, that's Those are the two ways to handle it. Uh, it's one of those two ways. uh <laughs> Obviously, the lighter-touch approach is better. I don't have time um, with the scale that I'm at to do one-on-one interactions like that. But usually when you whack someone on the head and say, hey, fucking quit it, they're like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Uh, And it works out just fine. Uh, How do you deal with the pressure of picking the right game to stream from Red Nolas? Um, I don't view it as pressure. Uh, It's just fun, right? Like, for a long time, I streamed the same game every single day um so like I don't I don't really put a lot of thought into what games I'm gonna stream unless it is uh unless I'm really really trying to angle myself for a big launch but over time I've learned like no matter how I set myself up for a launch Whether I do like a full series playthrough before the launch of a new uh, new iteration of the franchise, or I get early access to a game, typically for me, I still get buried. Even at the size that I'm at, it doesn't it doesn't really have the ROI that I'm looking for. Um, so for me, I just sort of do whatever. <laughs> uh, actually, I you know best practices. If I can wait a week or two to play a game that everyone loved, I will traditionally do way better by waiting. So I think it's more about learning your style and your timing. Uh, the pressure of picking a right game is it shouldn't feel that way. Like it should feel like, okay, what which one of these options do I get to enjoy? Um, obviously, you know finding a game that's underrepresented on Twitch but overrepresented in the marketplace is huge games that people are buying but not streaming. Uh, and streaming those is is great. But if you spend all day like worrying which game, 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 which game uh, you're just never going to fucking stream. Uh, so. I get the idea that there's pressure behind it, because if you pick the wrong game air quotes, then you don't have growth, but you still have a good time. I look at everything as a positive, a net positive eventually. So. I focus on picking games that I am going to have the most fun with. Because that's how I put on the best show. I recommend you do the same. Uh, Espirit the Dragon says, how do you explain to your family that despite what they think they know, streaming and content creation are actual jobs that most people can make? Uh, and that most people can make it, but you just have to try hard. I've tried nothing since we Okay, first of all, the first part of what you said is true. The second part of what you said is bullshit. Not everyone can make it if they try hard. Um, it's just like acting and music uh, and and art and anything else. Not everyone can make it. 99% of people, even a greater percent of that who do content creation will never, ever, 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 ever make it into a full-time category. Um, okay, so let's get that straight. Uh, I, and so that might be your hangup when you're having the conversation is if you just say, no, I just have to try really hard. They'll be like, no, you don't like not ever, like, you know, large percentage of every small businesses fail large percent of every band that starts breaks up large percent of people. So, so like, yeah, over time you have the ability to maybe go full time, but to say that most people do is actually a fallacy, which is you're setting yourself up to get shit on by your family in the argument. Um, if you're trying to convince them that you are, uh, you are definitely, you know, suited for this and, and that it is a job, you know, you can point to anyone in the pantheon of people who are successful in content creation and say, these people make a living doing what they love. Um, you know, that's it. And like, you can make, take your best effort to try and explain to your family that, That, that yes, like they could change their minds, but ultimately just like the question earlier, you, if this is what you want, you can't let your family stop you. And they're going to try to, my family tried to stop me and they said it was stupid. They said I needed to go back to school. They said that I was throwing away my time and that it would never work. And now I'm here. Uh, But if I would have kept arguing with them instead of saying, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to start working hard and prove them wrong. Then I wouldn't be here. So uh, spirit, the dragon, my advice to you is you're not going to be able to change anyone's minds with just conversation. Sometimes you have to change their mind with action, um, with executing on your plan. So if your plan is to be full time, fucking move out of your fucking house, go live in a shithole that has an Internet connection and start making content 24 um, seven and prove them wrong. Because that is the only way to change the mind of somebody who who seriously doubts what you're doing and will not listen to conversation. Uh, you know, I started streaming. I lived in a place where I had $900 a month of overhead. That's how much it cost. It cost me, you know, uh, <laughs> about $10,000 a year, a little bit more than $10,000 a year to live, food and all expenses included. And from that place, I built what I have right now. Um. So I highly recommend taking that approach to changing their mind. And and by the way, to everyone who's listening, if it's discouraging to you that most people are going to wash out and not make it in content creation in it, in, in, you know, because millions of people don't, uh, that's fine. But use that as a challenge. Don't let that demotivate you. Let that inspire you. Okay, well, if I'm not supposed to make it, then that makes me want to make it even more. Uh, I love it when people doubt me. I love, I fucking love being underestimated. Uh, I get underestimated constantly. And this year, especially this past month, the fact that people have gone into meetings with me, assuming that I'm relatively business illiterate, um, has turned out so much in my favor, I can't even express to you the value of being underestimated. So if you're being underestimated right now, if people don't think you can make it, take a moment, like realize like, man, that sucks. I understand the desire for support from other people. I really do. I get it emotionally. But at the end of the day, it's just you and your dream. No one else. So take a minute. Realize that's the case and move forward. <laughs> Cody Barnes says, how can we never talk about Harry Potter World? Disney's great. Have you ever checked out Harry Potter World? I mean, it's cool. TV, Any ideas on how to tie other passions into streaming? I love watching hockey, riding mountain bikes, and reading manga, and of course, playing games. I'd love to put more of my other passions in my stream to show who I am. But my mind is really banking. Uh, talk show about manga. Uh, live stream riding mountain bikes in a mountain bike park. Uh, you can't really take people with you to hockey games, but you could man on the street, hang outside in a, in a, in, in a hockey environment, live streaming it to your Twitch channel saying like, Hey everybody, what's up? It's my UTV here. We're going to talk to everybody at the thunder at the, at the fucking lightning game here in Tampa Bay today. We're going to find out how they feel about the game, you know? The fact that IRL streaming is is part of your is part of everything now means that you like if that's how you're trying to bring your passions in, a talk show about manga or talking with manga artists, um, you know, going to mountain bike places, either interviewing people or slapping a GoPro on the front of your shit and streaming that, which would kill. Um And then, you know, going and doing man on the street stuff outside of hockey stadiums before games would would be awesome. So that's what I would recommend. Um The fake Nattos says what inspires you to keep creating where does your drive to create new businesses come from so my inspiration to keep creating is the desire to make a world a better place uh when you're making content it's really quick roi on that uh you can see you can see when you make someone laugh you can see when you make someone smile when you change the mo you provide them a moment in their day that gets better so that's easy um and the drive for me to keep creating new businesses, which you know we have Guardian Con and Rare Drop and Kings Coast, uh, comes from the same place. But it's a long tail strategy. I know that if I run an incredibly successful multi million dollar business, I will be able to impact and affect real change in the world. And um, the coffee space, Starbucks has so much weight to throw around that if they decide to purchase coffee. From from one region in the world, that coffee's price for everyone else quadruples because there's none left. So the footprint you have to do good is is massive as your business size grows. Our goal with King's Coast, our goal with Guardian Con and Rare Drop's clear, right? Rare Drop is the production company that we have that runs Guardian Con. That's to benefit St. Jude and raise as much money as possible. Uh, With King's Coast, it's to provide priority hiring for adults with physical and intellectual disabilities. Um, And in the future, the other things that that we have coming down the pipe, um, I'm currently strategizing, like, how how do we make these things do good in the world? Um, But I've been given this incredible opportunity not just to be alive, but to have as much influence as I have. And if I'm not using this influence to make the world a better place, I am failing. And I don't like to fail. I fucking hate to lose. So it pushes me forward every day. Um, Bad Karma Lucky says, what's your most favorite build in Borderlands 2? Uh, I mean, necromancer, anarchy, necromancer. Uh, Hawken, as someone who's finding trouble, finding what I can do with my life, what, uh, what can you suggest I do? to put possible life career, to, to find out possible life career options. Um, try everything until something grabs your heart and starts pulling it, pulling it towards itself. You know, it's amazing. There's all these gravity wells, like as you're traveling through your life and some of them seem to suck people in really hard, right? Like, some some of your friends may suddenly decide they're really passionate about, about the medical field or the sciences or whatever, and you're just kind of coasting by that stuff like you're some sort of spaceship that's unaffected by these black holes. You just need to fly by as many of them as you can until something sucks you in. Uh, that's how streaming happened to me. Before that, I've had a litany of jobs. Um, You know, <laughs> before I found it. So I think that what's most important for for you... Is to just try as many things as you can. You don't have to figure it out right fucking now. You're going to live another 80 fucking years. So be patient and try everything. Newsome Ninja says, "Uh, do you think streaming will be a viable source of income in the next three years, regardless of platform? I don't know if you're talking about this for me or for everyone, so I'll answer both. For me, yes. Um, There's a lot of things happening in the streaming space. Uh, marketing and advertising is just starting to wake up to the fact that it fucking exists. And when marketers and advertisers get really involved in a space, there tends to be a lot of money to be made. So I will be fine. Uh, as far as everyone else, absolutely. Uh, streaming has not live streaming has not yet reached market maturity in the U S um, not even kind of close. It, it doesn't have the same sort of market penetration as, as Hulu or, or any other form of, of streamable media. So I think there's a lot of places to grow. And the way that you're going to be able to set yourself up for success is to identify aspects of that that aren't really fully represented yet and position yourself in those spaces. Like, you know, cooking is a good one or artistic, creative. Um, letting people in on your full process is going to be huge, I feel, uh, going forward. Uh, bu- 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 bu. friendly McSpatty pants, uh, is <laughs> what a name. How can one build their channel when working full time, a healthy relationship and raising a kid? There's hardly any time the network can stream for more than an hour or two at a time. Then network and stream for an hour or two at a time. Um, and maybe you need to give up the romantic idea of being successful creating content on Twitch right now. Maybe you need to focus on doing things that have high ROIs for that time input. Streaming for an hour, you're not going to get a lot done. Taking an hour of focused time, recording a YouTube video, chopping it up, putting it on Twitter, putting it on Instagram, putting that shit on Snapchat, interacting with people there. You know, beca- like, like that is huge. Advertising on Facebook, building your Facebook audience. All of that shit you can do that in an hour. You can do that in two hours. But everyone's got this really romantic relationship. Like live, with live streaming. Like if I can't live stream. Then fuck it. And that's a disgusting attitude. Um, now I think that people. Either have that attitude. Consciously or subconsciously. I don't think a lot of. Uh, people are waking up. To the idea that. You can you can make gaming content. In other places. And When you go into an open field, you get to build your house wherever the fuck you want. So maybe you can't become the biggest streamer ever, but maybe you can become the number one clips person for brand new video games on Twitter. Maybe you can become the person who puts, you know, all of the story highlights together on Instagram so somebody can take 20 minutes of their time and watch all of the big impactful moments from God of War on your on your shit. I think it's about when you have limited time, it's about investing it where it's the most net positive positive. and sure you should stream the hour to two hours of you doing all that other shit so that you have a presence. But I think you need to focus on building outside of Twitch in areas uh, outside of live streaming in areas where you can actually get returns. Um, that applies to everyone who's limited on time. Please, 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 do not become fucking obsessed with this idea. If you are, if you're not lying to me and you're dead serious, and you have two hours a day because you you have all this other shit going on, you have two options: what I just said, or remove that other shit from your life. But if you truly only have two hours a day, streaming is not the right approach for you. Um, you should live stream everything that I just mentioned live stream your creation of all of that media and distribution of all of that media so you have a footprint um but you're gonna get such a larger return by you know putting a video on Facebook watch and putting a video on 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 YouTube than you are for streaming for an hour uh Sasa uh, Epsilon says I'm coming from Arizona to Guardiancon this year. And I want to know if there's any place in Tampa that's a must-see. The Clearwater Aquarium is amazing. Go to the Clearwater Aquarium. Charlie's is a fantastic place to eat. Go to Charlie's. Um, There's a bar called the Hotel Bar. Go to the Hotel Bar. Um, Those are the three places I'd recommend. The Lowry Zoo is great. Go to the zoo. All of those things. All of them. Go to every beach you can. Uh, Game with Weezer says, how do you approach an employer that you think could benefit from streaming and focus more heavily on social media? I work for Gibson Guitar, and I see an opportunity no other guitar manufacturer is tapping into. Um, whew, that's a big question. Uh, one, be relentless. Keep bringing it up. Two, <clears throat> find the decision maker. In your position, it would probably be somebody who's head of marketing. Um or advertising and say, listen, you know, we could put a live stream of somebody building Gibson guitars together, you know, from our workshop and it's really passive. It requires nothing but a microphone and a camera and it could potentially provide all of this ROI for us as a company. You'd be first in the space um, at that scale. And I mean, that would be huge, but you just need to keep asking and keep looking until you find the right person. Uh, that's. A business strategy I've learned for a long time, especially coming from the gaming space, is you think that talking to anyone from the company is talking to a decision maker. And that's not true. Find the decision maker that that can actually execute on a budget to make something happen. Um, So there you go. As far as uh, helping them focus more on social media, I mean, you're working for a gigantic company that's that's decades old. If they don't want to grow, they won't. Uh, you need to talk to the people that you can <clears throat> and try and help them. But ultimately, the first step is finding the person who's in charge of their marketing, their advertising, whatever, and making them uh, your target. <clears throat> from this conversation. Uh, Silence says, do you think it's a good time to start streaming Destiny's content creator on Mixer or wait closer to a year two DLC? Now start now. 100% start now. Start now. Nobody. There's not a huge destiny contingent on Mixer. So if you start now, <clears throat> you're all ready to go. My nose is so stuffy today, folks. I apologize. <clears throat> uh, Casey Adams says, long time watcher, first time chatter. I get close to affiliate. I'm considering changing my Twitch name to something that's less copyrighted. It uh, might be a bit broader. Does that does being copyrighted matter at all? What are proper steps for reforming my community? Um, just change your name if you're uncomfortable with your name. Just change it. You are at a. You're not Nike right now. And You're not Google. Um, I mean, shit. If I if I felt I needed to change my name right now, I would just fucking do it. Um. So so get the idea that it's going to be really awful for you out of your mind because it's not like yet yeah, your size it's not going to destroy anything for you as far as informing your community like a week leading up to the name change be like hey guess what we're changing the name to this we're changing the name to this just message them hit them everywhere twitter instagram everywhere let them know that you're changing the name of of your stream and you're fine um you know i believe we've talked before about your concern uh, about your name being Khalel like Superman. Um, I don't even necessarily think copyright's the issue. I think brand confusion is the issue. Whenever you say, I am this person, like what happens if they release a movie that comes out and it's called Kalel? Everyone's gonna think about that. All of your socials will get decimated. You know, finding something that that is, is authentically you is more important. So please, please, please change your name and set yourself up for further success. Um Manwitch Muncher says, what's the best way to manage a PvP game and stay active in ch- and an active chat in order to stay engaged? Practice. practice. Practice, 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 practice. Make both of those things at the top of your mind at all times. Find moments in your gameplay where you can read chat. Uh, there are so many fantastic examples of high level players that, uh, that interact with chat at a phenomenal level. Uh, you know, Dr. Lupo comes to mind, Ninja comes to mind. It's practice. there is there is no singular way to understand how your mind needs to manage both of those high priority tasks, but you need to sit down every day and say how do I interact with chat more? how do I play the game better and go um, On a practical side, Realizing when you have a two second moment in the game where you know nothing's gonna happen and look at chat. Okay, I'm I'm healing right now. I'm healing, I'm safe. What's chat saying? Hi, Paul. Back to the game. But practice, man. Practice, 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 practice. Uh Brax, how do you schedule your work week and stream time and everything else when you started streaming? 40 hours a week years ago. Uh, I mean, it was like a computer program. If at work, then no stream. If not at work, then stream. That was it. That was my schedule. Um, I worked, I had shift work. I had on call work. It didn't matter. I was either at work or I was not at work and I was streaming. That is it. It was binary. Um, I'm either at work or I'm streaming. Um, So that's the framework, right? And then if you need to cut time out of that equation, realize that every moment of time you're cutting from streaming is a moment that you could be streaming. That's it. That's how I did it. (laughs) Phantom King says, when making a jump to a new platform and having almost none of your regulars follow you, is it worth doing a slight rebrand? Uh, I mean, if you want, your brand is not your secret sauce. Your content is Uh, the Phantom King. So... Yeah, if you've you've been feeling like changing your name, you should absolutely do that. Um, These allergies, man. You should absolutely do that. But um, it's not going to change anything for you. It's not like suddenly you're going to have a new name and everyone's going to go, oh, man, that that, that guy's fucking that's a cool name. Um, Your name has value because of what you put behind it. But, yeah, if you're feeling like a rebrand, now's the time to do it. Absolutely. Uh, Tarjay Tart says, if I ever wanted to get involved with helping content creators, uh, what are some things creators may need help doing? For instance, many people will do emotes or editing. Are there other opportunities for someone who wants to get involved? Uh, Programmer. If you wanted to, you know, program and code bots, that's something you could do to help. Uh, Analysis and time management. So figuring out what the, what the best games for people to play at what times are. Um, hardware, software support, um, being a call desk where people can be like, hey, dude, my shit's broke. What do I do? And you walk them through the process. Those are those are some ideas that come off just the top of my head. Um, Todd says, I've been streaming on console for a few months. I love it. Started to start a Facebook page, uh, etc. Now, after doing that, Facebook that I started, I uh, suggest I promote an ad. I got decent results. So some questions, To the question, so do I friend the people who react to the post? Uh, I mean, you do you do what's authentic to you, man. Like I don't on Facebook. I'm not friending people who react to my posts because I'm I'm operating off of my business profile. Um, And so it's just sort of there as a business page. I'll interact with people under that name, but I don't really friend them. Um, uh, It's it's that I mean, that's it. (laughs) That's it. Todd uh, also asks, any advice on streaming with the Turtle Beach microphone? Everything I said about the Blue Yeti microphone earlier, download VoiceMeeter Banana, download download the uh, (laughs) virtual audio cables, hook them shits up, learn about audio design, go to town. Uh, So the story is, I had a streamer, uh, who is this from? This is a long story. Uh, This is from Thine, T-H-I-N-E. So the story is, I had a streamer friend for three years. A few weeks back, I was co-streaming on a small YouTube show I had with a friend. He got mad because it interacted with one of his streams and he didn't want to be friends. After the fact, I tried days, but his anger toward the issue didn't budge. It was sad based on events that happened. I lost friends uh, over petty nonsense. One, am I able to take any people I had from his community without feeling like uh, I'm starting more useless drama? Two, have you ever been burned by someone or something? So petty, how'd you deal with it? Um, one, just go apologize and talk it out, even if you're not in the wrong. Just, hey man, I'm sorry that I'm I'm sorry that you felt like I was disrespecting you. Because I wasn't trying to. I was just making content with someone else. And you know, that's the way it works. Collaborations are how it works. Uh, you know, like apologize, try and talk it out, then you can rebuild that community. And two, absolutely, absolutely. I have been burned uh by people. Uh, over the pettiest shit. Uh, the the amount of, of high school drama that goes on behind the scenes, um, especially as you're starting to grow your channels, uh, is unbelievable. And the best thing to do in every situation is just be the bigger man. You know, uh, there, there are so many things that I have chosen to edit out, uh, like I've, just shit I've never shared because it's unimportant, right? Why bring focus on drama when I could bring focus on positivity? Like, even having this conversation is uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, like, you getting burned by people is something that's going to happen over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over, and over again. People are always going to shit on you. They're always going to take advantage of you. They're going to treat you like fucking garbage. That's life. Um, the power in that scenario is... Um, the power on that the power on that is you have the ability to be the bigger person. and when you take the high road consistently over time, you' are the one that grows. you inspire other people to grow. and if people don't want to come with you, then that's their loss. Ultimately, drama is is nonsense. It's people's egos getting in the way and <coughs> distorting reality. <laughs> yeah. That's my advice. Uh Photox says, What exactly are Mandarin origins? I I have no idea. Uh Corrupt Dragon says, Is there a place on streaming platforms for quieter streamers who aren't pros? as a quiet and anxious person seeing energetic streamers getting a vast majority of viewers i'm nervous about getting started i mean if you're quiet or you're anxious then you like you're that's your brand <laughs> being quiet isn't a bad thing obviously being high energy is going to net you more moments of like wow but i have lots of friends that are quiet pensive um calm Whatever that are really successful on Twitch. Uh, you know, Cherno, who is one of my longest friends on Twitch, is a really calm, quiet, sensitive, cool dude. And he has grown his his channel and his brand over time into something fantastic. Uh, instead of focusing on how you're different than people who are successful, try finding people who are successful that are the same as you. There are a lot of folks out there that are not um That are not as uh, high energy as you'd expect. You know, there's so many people that are that are out there that are that are calm, quiet, and still successful. But it does not mean that if you're not like these these people you're looking at, that you cannot be successful. Um, Angry Tortoise says, if there's a single opportunity in your life you regret not taking, what would it be? Not going full time variety after the launch of the Taken King in Destiny One. Keenan. uh, I know there's a lot of people going over to Mixer and Facebook, but isn't the grind part of the process regardless of platform? Yeah. Yeah. Moving to another platform is, is pointless unless you're going to work hard. The idea of moving to another platform isn't, if I go there, I'll be just as successful by working less. It's by going, by going to another platform, I will be more successful by working just as much or working more. Um, When you have a website that has 3% of the installed user base of Twitch, you have a chance to enter that space and grow, you know, 10 times, 20 times, 30 times your size just by the nature of being present. If that user base continues to grow, you can grow with the platform. The grind is always going to be part of it, but it's whether or not you're seeing a return on your hard work. That is the difference. Twitch used to be show up, work hard, stream hard, you win. That's not the case anymore. Um, You can still succeed on Twitch, but you have to be, you know, incredible. Just like people still break out on YouTube, people can still break out on Twitch, but you really, really do have to have it like that. Awesome gameplay, really entertaining, really cool, really smart, great schedule, all this other shit. But if you go to another platform, there's room there for you to learn how to do what you're doing while you're growing and that's that is the reality you know you need to realize you're gonna have to work just as hard but if you don't got it like that right now mixer and facebook are great places to do what everyone did on twitch five years ago which is learn in the process of growing twitch as a marketplace does not have time for you to fucking sit there and learn how to be a great broadcaster you need to be one off the get um Uh, Of Ninja Action says, what's the hardest part about streaming? Like, if you could change one thing out of all aspects of streaming, what would make your life easier? Um, I I mean, right now, like the first thing that comes to my mind is if every single follower that followed my channel actually got a notification when I started streaming. That would be huge. (laughs) That would be great. Uh, that would make my life a whole lot easier, but they don't right now and that's whatever, dude Colorblind accountant says you talk about the gym a lot a lot any chance We can get some insight on your routine. I haven't been working out lately, so I have no routine um, Also, it's international chess day. Do you participate or find it crowded and train legs instead? Uh, one of the big reasons I stopped working out was my gym suddenly got flooded So i'm in the process of building an at-home gym Uh, But my my basic I uh, when I was in routine, uh, I did the five, three, one power lifting program. I think it's Weldner's five, three, one. And that's what I enjoyed. Um, Fitted pirate. What gets you through the valleys in your job? The days where things look grim and you feel like things will never work out. What inspires you to push on? Um, I mean, who I am right my goal make the world a better place I can't do that if I'm wallowing in self-pity and acting like a punk ass <laughs> uh, I have to realize that the only person who can dig out of the valley is me and I have too much writing on myself being a phenomenal executor at at, at my stream and my job at King's Coast you know as an owner and manager and my job at Guardiancon as charity director like if I don't wake up and do my job as charity director, Children will not get the care that they need. Like people can die, um, and so that gets me out of the shit. The pressure, you know, yeah, the pressure pushes down from the top, but it also pushes you up from the bottom. Uh, so that's that's me. Um, Fitted pirate. Another question: With tools like Go Lightstream and third-party sources being able to make overlays and add them to mixer channels through a browser, how important is it to have a streaming PC right now? It's becoming less important. Uh, it's becoming less important, which I love. I think that the lower the cost of entry to a field, the more talent enters it. So the fact that you can use a website like Go Lightstream and a program like that to turn on really high quality overlays for your broadcast um is is huge, uh, especially as a console streamer console streamer, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Uh, the Grum deli sandwich. How would you feel about a Destiny three BR game? I don't think BR needs to be in Destiny. Uh, Chris Bitterton says, "What are the? Is there a comment or thought that comes to your mind when thinking about when you think about wanted to succeed and do good?" Okay, so is there a thought or comment that comes through your mind when you think about? wanting to succeed and do good is the guess of that question um I mean I just like I don't have a thought I have I have a, a drive like it's an impulse an instinct to do good you know that's like I said at the beginning of the the podcast that is my my core like that's that is me like if you expose what I am at my very center. It is somebody who wants to do good in the world and make the world a better place using whatever avenues I can. Um, You know, I'm currently using every avenue that's been presented to me to do so. Um, I don't have a quote. I don't have a motivational speech that I think about. I just go all the way inside myself and I like I see that and then I come out. Um, You know, the, the world is is the world is getting better every day. It is. And, you know, we have this fantastic opportunity to take what we do and what we have in every moment to make it even better. And I just feel like if I don't do that, then I'm, I'm wasting my time. Uh, Cracky Gaming says, uh, how long did you and Nightbot and your channel chill before you started to see growth? What do you do to keep yourself from becoming discouraged when seeing only you and your mod bot and your uh, your bot mod of choice and channel? Okay, so this is a question I get a lot and I need y'all to listen to what I fucking say. (laughs) This is a question I answer all the time. Uh, And I love this question and it's fantastic. Here's the issue. You're doing the wrong thing right now. If that is what is happening while you're streaming, you do not have a network that can support your channel being kickstarted. So, do what I did. I didn't stream on Twitch. Uh, I was active on Twitch for nine months to a year as an active chatter in every chat room, adding value to every community I was a part of before I hit streaming once. I never had only one person in my channel because I had a network that I built before I started streaming. You can do that too. So to all of you out there, Who are like, I'm streaming, and it's just me, and it's just Nightbot, and that's it. Stop streaming. Take a beat. Invest half of the time that you're streaming into networking and see what happens. Uh, AJ Robinson says, how many fifth graders do you think you could fight if every five waves there was an eighth grader? Uh, I don't fight children. Uh, Jake Parker says, not sure if this has been covered. Uh, often when trying to network with high tier streamers and content creators regarding legitimate business opportunities, they perceive it as self-promotion and stop responding or refuse to respond. How do you handle this? Uh, you got. So, OK. When when you are the person who does not have anything in a relationship, right? Um, the, the thing that I get a lot is I get requests to do shit um, often and I can't do everything. I try to do everything, but, um, you know, the first thing I do is I go and I look at what kind of value can this person bring to me out of this situation. Um, and oftentimes it's not a lot. Um, there's nothing they They are literally trying to use me and my platform to grow their shit. um, which is fine, I mean, like we all build it and like here and and so like that is that is the the raw fucking truth of the situation, okay, if there's somebody who has a million followers and 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 has all this reach right, and you're the person with ten followers and you're trying to collaborate with them, obviously, okay, you are the one benefiting from that situation the most, so how do you overcome that gap? And the answer is, and this is this is the key factor in me saying yes to anything anyone ever asks me regardless of their size, is do I have a relationship with this person? And if the answer is no, I've never heard of them, I've never seen them, they've never spoken to me, and the first thing they've ever done is come at me with an ask, it's a no. Because... It is obvious in this scenario that the person does not care enough to invest time in in me and what I'm doing uh, before they try to start taking. Uh, you know, it's it's trying to fuck on the first date. Uh, and th- I mean, this is this is this is this is incredibly real Um but yeah, so if you don't have an existing relationship with these larger content creators that you're trying to, to get to do whatever it is you're you're involved with, um, you need to take a step back and analyze the power of your network and the, the depth of your relationship first. Um, everything is seen as self-promotion if there's no relationship. Um, it's hard to ask. Like, I fucking refuse to ask people for shit. Um, unless I have a previously established relationship. And even then, like, it still makes me uncomfortable. Um, So ultimately, if you're running into this barrier of every time I ask a big content creator to work with me, they say no or they think I'm self-promoting, the answer is probably you haven't spent enough time investing in that relationship in an honest and giving way. For them to think about saying yes to you because unless, unless that relationship exists, it doesn't matter how good your business opportunity is, how fantastic the charity or business or, or event is that you are trying to create, they're going to say no because you are asking for, you are asking them for their most valuable asset, their time, um, without without any real value prop behind it. Um, so that's the psychological analysis of the situation. That's how I look at things when I receive these questions. So how would I handle that? Um, pump the brakes, take a year, and invest in every single one of these content creators that you you think you want involved in whatever it is that you're doing. Invest in being part of their community, adding value to their community, becoming well known to them, becoming somebody who's known as a good person, as a great guy or whatever. And then and then out of that, you suddenly have the power to ask for something huge, Um, even if it's a legitimate business opportunity. You know, uh, I turn down legitimate business opportunities, air quotes all the time because it just doesn't mesh with what I do. It doesn't match my 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 core my ethos, or and, and it doesn't match, uh, <clears throat> or it just doesn't match my goal set at the time. You know, uh, just because something is good doesn't mean people will say yes. Um, so that's uh, you know, that's my perspective on that. Uh, I don't think an event like Guardian Con would work if, you know. It didn't start from a place of, you know, you know these are all these people that we have invested time in. Um, you know, i I don't think that we would have the buy-in for an event like GuardianCon from from people if we hadn't basically done everything for free or just announced it and included people who who requested to be involved and things like that. Um, building our network takes time and if you disrupt that process by coming in with a huge ask after you've known someone for a month it looks shitty it always looks shitty even if you have the best intentions uh so that's uh that's my thought process uh <laughs> if if you're the if you're the person in the room that doesn't have a lot to offer because of whether it's your size or your position or whatever you need to figure out how to give how to give so much value to the people in the room that when you ask, or if you ask, or in the best case scenario, you don't even have to because they just want to be involved with what, what you've got going on. You give so much that that happens. Um, that is, that is my perspective. Um, and that takes time and not a lot of people are willing to invest the time necessary, uh, you know, they just want to get started. They want to go right now. They want to make it happen uh, because we live in a world where everybody just wants to push a button and have shit go. Uh, but human relationships don't work like that. Jez asks, "What's your stance on affiliates in 2018? Should a smaller streamer wait and not monetize too early uh, unless they desperately need the money?" Um. So I'm of I'm of two minds on the affiliate program. There are obviously proof cases of the affiliate program being the catapult to success for some people and to those people the affiliate program has been a boon so that's cool the issue is if you take your affiliate status you you present this psychological option to your audience to say i am done supporting this broadcaster What I mean by that is once someone has subbed or or like tipped or whatever given to you monetarily, they feel like, okay, now I'm now I am supporting one of the big strategies I used when I started broadcasting was I refused all forms of monetization until I got my Twitch partnership and my sub button. And that that meant I had to get to a thousand concurrent viewers on average before I set up a tip button before I had my sub button Um. And there was a lot of power in telling people, no, you can't sub to me or tip me. The only thing, the only thing that you can do, the only thing you can do is tell your friends and watch every day. There's a lot of power in that. Um, So like I said, I'm of two minds. Uh, Some people, it's a great springboard. Some people, it really deaccelerates things. Uh, You could argue and say that this is probably what would have happened to all those channels that were or were not successful anyway. Um, I personally think that the strategy doesn't change. You know, telling your friends to tell their friends word of mouth is always good. And you can still do that. You can still do that. I I guess my biggest piece of advice is if you take affiliate, make sure you don't lose that focus on growth uh, because you have to have it. Uh, in order to make it to partnership. Uh top three podcasts you listen to. Uh I listen to Joe Rogan, I listen to Gary Vee, and I listen to Tim Ferris. Uh Deep Fried Dave says, How many chair uh, so many charities can benefit uh from charity streams? I'm emotionally tied to several. How do you determine which charity you want to support? For me, it's the one that I can make the most impact to, balanced against notoriety so if I can make a huge difference for a charity but they have an awkward mission I don't pick them because then you don't raise money you educate and I'm not in the business of educating I want to raise money so pick a charity that has a really easy to understand goal or has a lot of kind of like market space when you talk about St. Jude people kind of know they get it it's a research hospital they've heard the name Uh, it's good I should support it or something that has like a really solid, understandable mission. Like, this is an animal shelter. See what I'm saying? Uh, So I pick those. That's how I do it. I I pick the areas where I can have the highest level of impact. And then on the other side, charities that are ready to work with Twitch and on Twitch. (laughs) Usually when you go all the way down that funnel, you end up with one or two answers instead of 10. Mr. Impact says, I started streaming creative. It's going amazing, but I miss playing video games. I only have one PC. Do you think streaming creative and gaming would be bad for me? I may have to invest in a second PC. I don't think it would be bad for you. Um, but I don't think that you need a second PC uh, to to stream gaming and stream creative. Uh, I think you would probably, if I was in your situation, I would redesign my space so that I can still do gaming streams off the same PC. Um And ending with a silly one, uh, Chef Wayne Face says, where do you stand on a subway platform uh, in the middle so you don't get shoved onto the tracks and die? Thank you all so much for listening today. I appreciate you really, really uh, good questions, really, really good questions today on the podcast. Lots of great questions on uh, on Twitter today. I really do feel like uh, I I love I love taking these questions from from Twitter because I really get deep into your your thought processes. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me uh, and ask questions. It always means the world that you would give me not only your time to ask, but your time to listen. So I appreciate that. If you're new to the podcast, if you could leave a review or subscribe, it would mean awesome, awesome shit for me. I would appreciate it to death. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey everyone, it's bro, man. I just wanted to take a quick minute um, and do a little sponsored plug here for the podcast. As you know, we've been using discord for all of our podcast needs and for the call ins for uh, I don't, the entirety of this show. Discord reached out and they wanted me to uh, sort of bring some points about their their, uh, their platform to you all. Uh, so we're doing that. Uh, I love people that enable content creators and uh, gamers alike. Discord uh, has created a fantastic platform. You can check it out at uh, discord.gg. I'm discord.gg slash broman uh, if you ever want to chat. Uh, but the whole point of Discord is to make it incredibly easy for you to create not only a server, but a community around yourself and your friends, a perfect place to play together, And if you're making content like this podcast, it's a great way to have one source audio where you have complete control over everyone who is talking. So if you haven't checked it out, I would appreciate it if you did. They make this podcast possible, um, and they're incredible people there. Peace.